Hello, I'm Hannah Phillips from Manx Wildlife Trust. Our northern supporter group is our main presence in the north of the island. We also have um, quite a new exciting project happening um, at the hairpin, the Ramsey Hairpin Woodland Park. It's a bit of a mouthful. Yep, um, another one you mean? <laughs> yeah. So um, we're now managing that woodland and um, we want to... Um, improve it for engagement and encourage people to come up and visit it so one of the things that we're doing is building a assault course and that's an opportunity there's that's um an exciting opportunity for people to get involved in because we'd love uh people's help to come and help us build this um assault course so all are welcome do you need i mean do you need some practical skills to come along or you can can you just go along even if you're a bit of a you know a no hoper when it comes to a hammer and nails <laughs> everyone's welcome i think you know if you can come and pick up a tool then you're you're more than welcome to come along i mean it's the first for me as well so don't worry there will be people who know what they're doing there but it's yeah everyone's everyone's welcome and how have you been finding, because you've been in position for, oh, I don't know, I've lost track now, year and um, no. two years, no, hang on. <laughs> it's just been six months. Is it? Go on, yeah, really? Six months? Six it feels months longer. Day. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I could have sworn you've been in position for about a year now, just six months. Yeah. Wow. And so how's it going? Because you've been, obviously, as a community arranger, you are exactly that. You're out in the community and these sort of projects, like the, the Wild About the North project coming up and other ones you've been doing around the east and trying to get things around Douglas going, basically trying to get members of the community to sort of look after their own areas in many ways and take an interest whether it's in a, an already established reserve or maybe may caring for a new area that, that they could do with care and could do with people coming to actually nurture it and look after it for wildlife. What sort of responses have you been getting? It's been really good responses and I think it's an exciting point now where I am so I'm six months in and we've sort of so far it's been kind of planning and laying the groundwork and now I feel like we're starting to get get going with some of these things which is really exciting so um we've got a group now meeting at our reserve onken wetlands which is in sort of the heart of onken right next to you know where so many people live um and we're doing sort of regular meetups there to now sort of work on the reserve i'm also out with um different members of the community sort of looking at their local areas and how it how it can be um improved for wildlife and working with sort of like um local commissioners and things so i think i mean it's i feel like it's going really positively and like i said it's at a point now where it's sort of some of the projects are starting to go into the next stage so um yeah really well thank you and do you get a chance to sort of get your hands dirty and get stuck in yourself or is it all having to sort of facilitate and negotiate and no such like? I, I get to i get to get very muddy i think well onken the onken wetlands reserve you know it's me going going out with the group and sort of you know i bring the tools and we work out what we're going to do and i mean that is like i said it's a wetland and at the moment it is very wet so <laughs> it's definitely getting my hands dirty in a very literal sense of the word and do you enjoy that um, aspect of it well i assume it must be really goes for the job i imagine but yeah I, that's the whole reason i wanted yeah. to get this job and why it's so nice the fact that i have a really good balance of getting to go outside and you know work you know outdoors with my hands helping wildlife but then also i'm you know working alongside people and getting to meet loads of interesting people it's just a perfect balance really and just thinking as we're heading towards the end of like I said, i'm way way ahead with your time here but <laughs> the six month period so coming towards the end of this year 2022 are you already looking towards 2023 for new schemes coming up that you can get stuck into yeah we're always on the lookout for more schemes so i think the nice thing about this is 
you know, each project gets more people involved and the word spread and it starts to sort of give people their own ideas. I think, you know, when you see what other people have done and what is possible, it kind of makes you think, oh, maybe I could do that as well. So I'm hoping that it will be sort of a bit of a snowball effect. And once people see what's happening, it will just sort of grow and grow and grow. I'm Kim Etherton uh, from Manx Wildlife Trust. I'm Viv Davies from the Manx Wildlife Trust Northern Supporter Group. The Northern Group really began in the mid-90s and at that time it was the Ramsey Wildlife Project and uh, a group of volunteers got together and worked out a number of objectives about I suppose, improving how we work with wildlife, concentrating on Ramsey. And then that morphed into a northern group taking in the whole of the north of the island and volunteers from everywhere, Andrea's bride and uh, Kurt Michael. And that group is continuing today. And I'm happy to say quite a few of the people who were back there in the 1990s are still involved. So it's a very long-term involvement that people give a lot to but also get a lot out of. And I think that really says it when they stay and they keep on doing things. So that's where we are. And they fundraise for Manx Wildlife Trust. They run projects. They help with informing people and advising um, any aspect really relating to wildlife. And specifically, we then moved into things like the Airs Nature Discovery Centre, as it is now. Um, This was something that the Wildlife Trust rang, but they needed volunteers. And that's something that Kim's heavily involved with now. And uh, that's really over to you. Okay, so what do you do there then, Kim? We're based at the National Nature Reserve, but we have a little uh, visitor centre, which we now call a Nature Discovery Centre. And it's open May to September in the afternoons, uh, staffed entirely by volunteers. We've got a little shop, um, we've got a display, and we just talk to people about the wonderful wildlife at um, the island's only National Nature Reserve. So what drew you, was it just actually the love of nature that drew the pair of you into this sort of volunteer work? Yes, I think very much so. And also the feeling that how much can you do individually? If you're doing it with people, you've got more chance of um, both understanding things better because I think we've all been in a position, you think you're doing the right thing and then somebody says, oh, no, actually. And it's really nice to work with a group of people where you can challenge each other on that and really feel that you are making some difference and supporting obviously a charity like Max Wildlife Trust um, is, is the, the spin-off benefit but there's a personal benefit and you can see things in your local community. So there's all types of work then so you, you were saying obviously working in the as uh, nature centre there and there's volunteer work does, does it cover all bases from sort of uh, the idea of you know publicizing works or maybe marketing things or getting involved in admin type stuff or is it more or is this what you like more the sort of hands-on work where you might literally get out there and get your hands dirty bit of both really bit of both bit of both absolutely yes so i mean we will have a gardener's fair next year in uh, 2023 which is our 50th anniversary so um We'll be involved in in, uh, working on that. Uh, Viv has more to do with that than I do, but, you know, there are people growing plants. Um, We we sell plants and we talk to people about going peat-free, which is really important. Um, So that's one of the things we'll be doing. 
And that's nice because, well, there's two things. One, I could do an appeal now if do people it. want to grow um, not only wildflowers, but things that are going to be ready for selling in June. It's, it's on the uh, 18th of June, Father's Day, as my husband constantly reminds me. And so it's a day when people can come out and basically have a tour of the garden, have a cream tea, and buy some plants. And it's contributing to the very worthwhile cause of Manx Wildlife Trust. But as Kim says, it's also a time to actually learn a bit more about what's so important to us, you know, our soil. And the fact that anybody who does any gardening knows how important that is. So let's try and um, enjoy it, as well as make that space for nature. Ensure that we have, and you know, people say, well, I don't want it looking scruffy. It doesn't have to look scruffy. And so seeing a garden and actually being able to, and I'm not saying it's a perfect garden, it definitely isn't, <laughs> but at least it's in a, a situation where we can have that, that conversation. And there are plants for sale that are growing there and people can have ideas and think about That's that. That's terrific. And where's that again? Where's that particular? That's between Bride and Andreas. Mm -hmm. And so we, we advertise on the lead up with the actual detail. I think this time it'll be what three words because sometimes it gets a bit confusing. Mm -hmm. But we do put up lots of signage, so literally on the road between Bride and Andreas. And you mentioned uh, Kim before um, things like thinking about going peat-free. So is this basically again encouraging people who might be keen gardeners already to eschew the use of peat-based compost and always make sure anything they're using in their garden or their greenhouse or tomatoes or whatever you're talking about a sort of a coir or, or a non-peat-based compost. That's right, yes, because, I mean, peat, peat takes ages, thousands of years to form, so um, it's not really a renewable resource. And perhaps more to the point in these days, it stores carbon. And boy, do we need to do that if we're going to do anything about climate change. So keeping it in the ground where it's supposed to be and not as part of our gardening activity is really important. And have you noticed because we've been talking about this uh, on, a, on a few programmes and podcasts of late with Hannah and, and other people as well, post-lockdown, which I know has been a stressful time for a lot of people, but it seems to me, again, a lot of people did turn to their gardens, turn to sort of wild areas, suddenly became more interested than they weren't before in the natural environment, in, in the sort of the ecosystem, and whether it was just their back garden and bird watching, growing some veggies, or whether it was actually getting out more, walking around the island, walking on the beaches, perhaps going up to the airs, going to some of the nature reserves. More interest generally, do you think? I think in general there is. The issue really is engaging that mm. so that people actually get involved and do something. Yeah. And that's really the challenge for us. And as you were saying, with people like Hannah, who's the MWT community ranger and Lucy Chapman who now is the team wilder coordinator they are really speaking for the wildlife trust to say how can you get involved how can you as a community get involved and what do you think stops people from getting involved is it just simple complacency where they think oh well it's it's always there the beach is always there the reserves always there this lovely area I like to go out walking is always there and, and don't think any more about it I think it's partly that. I think it's partly the pressures on time for mm. people these days. Probably also it's 
a lack of confidence that they can offer something, whereas I think they can. And sometimes on Facebook feeds in relation to green energy, it's, oh, well, there's no point me doing it. It's down to China or India. And that is so not the case. It is really down to all of us to play a small part in the future of the planet and for children and grandchildren. So what sort of people, then, if, you, if you're looking for more people to come along and help out in this sort of work up with the Northern Group, it, can it be all sorts? Do you need people sort of with specific skills to get involved or are all comers welcome? All comers are welcome. You know, when we look at the vast range of issues that we face, then those skill sets, I mean, somebody setting up a website, somebody working to engage with other people, um, Yes, there is an administrative side, and I think most charities are finding it very difficult to get people who want to be involved with some of that side of things. It is a bit dry. There are nerds like me that actually quite enjoy it, but there's an awful lot of people who don't. They want to get hands-on. That's great. You need that as well. So all sorts of skill sets. And sometimes, of course, you get people who are in a very high-pressure job and they want to come and work on the reserves and cut the hedges. There are others who say, no, I want to actually use that skill set to help set, I don't know, write out a new terms of reference or something like that. You know, they might have a legal background. So all sorts is the answer. The most important thing, though, is that people are engaged with nature and know that they're doing something for it. And the point you were making before, you know, really knowing what they can do they don't feel that they're in a situation where, what can I do? There's just me, if I change my way. But if you say, yeah, but if you're one of a team, that already multiplies it out. And it's the old thing, one step for one person isn't far. But if all 60 million of us took one step, the UK would be a long way ahead of where it needs to be. And we were just chatting before as we were coming to start here this little podcast and I was saying I used to many years ago be involved in a community garden project in in London which basically utilised waste space which was sitting vacant doing nothing and had been for months or in cases years and a, it, the project was you build a community garden there on the basis that if it was suddenly developed into a multi-million pound block of flats then so be it the garden would be would be wasted and it would be built upon. However, if you've got things going and you've got the community garden up and running, people started using it, it became an asset to the community and often then the pressure would be the boot up on the other foot and people say, wait a minute, we want to carry on using that. Uh, have we got a sort of similar model here? So areas we could sort of think about getting people involved in. So you might think, well, you know what, you might have seen it as a bit of wasteland or not much, but actually if you can see people can see a value in it, whether it's for biodiversity or turning it into a reserve or making you know, bird hides or whatever the case may be, then they want to keep it more. That's exactly the drive that we're going to achieve, want to achieve when we get together in our November meeting on November the 10th. Um, because effectively, it really is you saying, look, I live next to this patch of land. I could actually look after it and put some wildflower seed down or whatever is important to that person and that's the important thing and they want to continue looking after it because this is not just about doing a quick job now as you say it may be that you take over a patch of land in in um, andrea's or bride and you're you're tending it but actually it is going to be developed at some point that's fine if that's agreed and that's part of the process but 
what's to stop us doing something that will give uh, pollinators and animals food for a period of time, that'll lock in carbon, that'll do all the good things we know about, that lets people enjoy themselves and goes and relax. So why not get involved in it and do it? And that's the call, that's the shout out to people. And it, and it really does ask anyone with a view about it to come along and think about those things. And some of them, some ideas aren't going to be able to be followed up others can be and we want to work with the commissioners and the local authorities and everyone else to engage so that those um, areas are identified and put aside either in the long term or in the short term long term would be fantastic obviously and you were saying before that you know you saw a tree 35 you know as a little sapling mm. 35 years on its and and people say oh you know trees are not for my lifetime i'm sorry you can see something really quite significant in 10 years what keeps you going, keeps you coming back every week and, uh, you know, keeps your enthusiasm up for these projects and, and putting in hours and hours and hours of work? It's not for the money or the glory. What's it for? I suppose um, the natural world has just been part of my life forever and I read zoology at university, um, but very soon learned that research wasn't for me, but talking to people about it definitely was. Um, and, uh, and so that's what keeps me going. And I just find it so heartbreaking sometimes to read about some of the things that we're doing to the planet, which in the long term will not aid us any way at all. And I just wish that we could all become much more in keeping um, with the world of nature, adopt more of um, the attitude of, of people who live in the middle of the Amazon or the middle of uh, a Canadian wilderness to respect and nourish it, because without it, we will not survive. There is nothing that we do that is not reliant on the world of nature when you analyse things. And for me, I, I don't come from that background. I was in the financial services and um, always been interested in nature, was brought up on a farm. And I suppose as time has gone on, I got involved in things like, uh, um, you know, the cry for a moratorium on... on on the killing of whales and things like that really made me think about our place and the consequence of everything we do because everything you do has a consequence not just for nature but for everything and it's really about mitigating that or avoiding it but to do that you have to know a little bit more so it's a journey of discovery then and the more I've been involved over the years with different areas um, I was in Jersey for a while and, and volunteered for the Durrell trust there and then working here with the Manx Wildlife Trust and I spent 10 years as a trustee these things are a learning curve and I just feel so privileged that you know every day is a learning day definitely in a nice way though in mm -hmm. a challenging way and if you feel that by doing something you can actually help that's a huge bonus it is indeed, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. So, a million dollar question, if anyone's listening to the podcast and thinks, I wouldn't mind a slice of that, I'd like to volunteer, I'd like to help out, get involved with the Northern Group, perhaps share your enthusiasm well, how do they go about that? Well, you can go direct to Max Wildlife Trust, to MWT Enquiries. Um, I'm very happy as chair of the Northern Group if somebody wants to give me a ring. Um, or we can effectively um, use the, um, I think, probably best going through the website of, of MWT. There's a section there that talks about um, volunteering 
and put your name down and we will pick up from that and we can talk about it depending on what those skills are and what you want to bring but you don't have to have a specific skill set enthusiasm wanting to learn that's what it's about terrific well, thanks very much for having a chat today. Uh, I can only say get out there. I mean, the, <laughs> the world would be a very poorer place if there weren't people like yourselves around who prepared to give so much time up for nothing and you know, bring your skills and enthusiasm to all sorts of projects and keep things going. So uh, the, the more we can get involved, I think the better the world will be. So um, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you.